0: Folks, welcome back to another episode of Mayhem in the Mid-South. Today we're going to look at the Blue Ridge Bank mass murder in South Carolina. Folks, we're in... South Carolina small town of Greer now it's a pretty quiet community Blue Ridge savings bank they had a trailer set up overlooking the interstate pretty isolated area out there now they're gonna have a bank robbery occur there and when it's all said and done we're gonna have a dead bank teller and two customers shot execution style money taken surveillance tape from inside taken still unsolved to this day even though the police do have an inkling of who might have done it but he's dead now so we'll never know for sure but this is a horrible event The Blue Ridge Savings Bank decided one day they were going to drop a trailer out there near Highway 14, right near where Highway 14 gets onto to Interstate 85. Now, the trailer's out there pretty well by itself, but it didn't stop there. They generally only had one employee in the bank. Now the trailer had a interior security camera, but no outside cameras. And also access to the tape machine that would record what was going on inside the bank was easily accessible to anybody who is inside the bank which is wrong for obvious reasons now a lady named Sylvia Holtzclaw she was 56 years old and she worked for the bank for quite a number of years but she sure was not very comfortable having to work out there in that trailer by herself and i don't blame her and folks you know there's something wrong when you companies stick single employees inside businesses especially when you're talking about a bank because people knock off convenience stores all the time for just a few dollars well you figure in a bank there's going to be a few more dollars than that and then you stick it right by a major interstate which means the bad guys got easy access to escape and be a long way away by the time the police get there now miss sylvia she sure didn't like it but what are you gonna do you gotta have a job you gotta work you just hope the people you're working for would care enough about you to Try to help prevent you from being harmed. Now, there's a federal law that was passed in 1968, and since then, they've added some amendments to it, but it's called the Bank Protection Act. Now, the bank protection act is supposed to discourage robberies burglaries and larcenies committed against financial institutions they're supposed to be minimum standards for the installation and maintenance and operation of security devices the whole purpose being to discourage crimes against the bank and then also to assist in the identification and apprehension of the persons who commit these crimes. Now that all sounds just fine, but the overseers of this act have got to be looking. But now Miss Sylvia, she's working at the bank there on Friday, May 16th, 2003. Now allegedly she was only supposed to work half the day. There was supposed to be somebody coming in to work that second shift. They didn't show up, so she had to stay and cover that other shift. Now, about half hour or so before the robbery was going to occur, one of her sons, who was a fireman there in the city of Greer, he stopped by and brought her lunch, shot the breeze with his mama for a few minutes, and then he left. Now, sometimes just a few minutes before one thirty. Two customers came in. Now the one fella named Ed Barnes, he was a college professor, taught physics, and he had his wife with him. Now at 1.30 p.m. panic alarm is set off and it rings there at the police station. And that means Miss Sylvia had to have activated it. Now the police got there within a, just a few minutes when they went in and they swept the bank they found miss sylvia and Eb and miss maggie they were in a back room they'd all been shot to death now at the time they said a large caliber weapon they were to be determined that it was a 40 caliber glock that killed them and they're thinking the killer must come in just right before customers came in. Now the first thing the police did was they checked the security camera. They were going to review the tape. Well the tape was gone and which folks the reason why you you don't want that that tape accessible to anyone inside the bank is because you can have employees that want to steal money and they'll take the tape or you got bad guys that will check for the tape. And they could take it. That's why most businesses now, they... You may have cameras in your business, but the the video is going to be housed somewhere else off-site. Now, the cameras, that did pick up what they believe is a suspect vehicle that was taken from a business down the street. Now, witnesses, they saw a fellow, he was about 5'6 to 5'8, 230 pounds. He said he was about 50 to 53 years old. This is in 2003, and he had short blonde hair. That's awful old for a robber. Most robbers are younger. Now there is some question if there was one robber or two. Now they eventually determined that the car they think that was involved in the in the robbery, they saw it on a on that business security video from down the street, a red car, and it was driving towards the bank at about 1.24 p.m. Now nine minutes later at 1.33 p.m. they see that red car leaving and they're in a hurry. Now, that's not a whole lot to work with. Now this case is still unsolved as of today. Now, there's a fellow that the police think might be good for the robbery, but as I mentioned earlier, he's dead. A fellow named Wright, last name Wright. Now the police are saying about two weeks before the murder, he stole a red Oldsmobile Aero from a rental car company, not too far from where the bank is. And it's a red two-door car. And it looks awful lot like the car scene on the video. Now this fella Wright, he had a 40 caliber clock, which was determined to be the caliber used in the murders. Now they were able to recover any shell casings or spent rounds from the crime scene, and they got the forty caliber pistol that Wright had when he shot himself. They should have been able to make some kind of comparison. Because the spent casings, you can match those up to the ones on the scene if they're available and get you a match. Or you can compare the spent rounds. So now either they did that and they didn't get a match or the crime scene didn't have any usable spent rounds or the casings had been picked up by the bad guy. That's all I can think of because if if Wright had had that pistol it sure wouldn't be that hard to compare it to what you got from the scene. And he was a robber. But now two years after this crime the police are chasing him. He's in a stolen car and he decided instead of being arrested he ate his pistol shot himself now if he had a had to bet a quarter you would have to say that he probably is good for it but obviously you don't know So, but folks I can sure tell you that that, that bank is they may not have blood on their hand but they sure got blood spatter on their suits because they they just were inviting a robbery at this trailer. Now some of these security consultants that the family has spoken with in their lawsuit against the bank have said that the trailer itself is inappropriate for a financial institute. Folks, this is a sad, sad case, and I sure feel bad for them families that's had to live all these years not knowing who murdered their loved ones, but it sure doesn't look like it's going to get solved, and I sure hate it.